celebrating our 90th birthday this year as the Riverina's 2WG and now Triple M, of course, and a man who spent quite a lot of time in uh, 2WG uh, through the 80s was Peter Marnie, who joins me. G'day, Pete. Good morning, Lee. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what your role was at the station while you were here. Um, Lee, I was the news director, um, started in the early uh, 80s and went through to the early 90s. In those days, we used to do local news seven days a week. Wow. And there was myself and uh, two journos, and we also owned two LF at Young, and we also had a journo over there. So it was uh, pretty thorough. Yeah, it's a, a, a massive operation. And um, talk to us about some of the people who you worked with over the journey, because I know it's amazing the number of people who I've spoken to have been like, oh, yeah, I've got, hit, got my start in Morgan, and people who have uh, come through the station over the years. Yeah, well, two who worked in my newsroom, my very first um, cadet uh, way back was Damien Ryan, who is now on Channel 9. In fact, Damien used to play football, uh, first-grade football for the Waratahs. And as I said, we used to work seven days a week. But when it was his weekend on, he would uh, play for Waratahs on Saturday afternoon, go straight off the field, still in his footy gear, still (laughs) mud all over him, trudge into the newsroom and uh, do the news headlines at five o'clock on air and then a full bulletin at six o'clock on air. Oh, amazing. That is that is dedication for you right there. <laughs> exactly. Um, after that, uh, Adam Walters, who is now on Sky in Brisbane, but he's worked with all the TV channels in Sydney and he's the man behind the Kennedy Awards, which is sort of the New South Wales version of the Walkleys. He was my second cadet. So, uh, And then after that, there's been uh, quite, quite a few who have um, stayed locally. Um, I worked with Alan Hull. Alan was great. And, of course, everybody, he's really well known around the Riverina mm. and retired to Brisbane now. Jeff O'Brien used to do a um, a breakfast show for talkback local breakfast show right throughout the eighties, which was popular. Of course, Scott Levi, Simon Smith, the list is quite endless. What are some of your treasured memories from your time with Two WG? Ah, uh, just uh, doing the news early. I remember uh, I was only a young guy at the time in the in the eighties, and I remember going to balls and coming straight from the ball straight to work in the dinner suit and doing breakfast news without without sleeping. The uh, bootleg wine bar used to be across the road as well, and that was a bit of a downfall because I remember quite a number of times I'd walk out of the, uh, the bootleg wine bar about 3 o'clock in the morning and go straight across the road, have an hour's sleep, and get up and do the news. Um, Alan Hull, as, as I mentioned before, but I, I think one of my best stories about Alan was we used to do the uh, Anzac Day march, and uh, 2WG used to cover it um, every Anzac Day, of course. And uh, there's a minute silence. And uh, as you know, you can't have a minute silence in radio because the reserve program kicks in and uh, and all this music starts playing. So Alan had to keep talking during the minute silence. And uh, my favourite memory is he said, this is a very moving ceremony. In fact, it's so moving that nobody's moving at all. <laughs> I was in hysterics back at the newsroom. Then we had a young guy who was uh, doing the base hospital fate, and he said uh, they're raising money for an egg machine. And again, now I'm in the newsroom, and I'm thinking, an egg machine? That's a hen, isn't it? So you know, I go and said, just let me have a look at what you're reading. Of course, it was raising money for an ECG. Oh. <laughs> So 
Then there was the farmer who lost his ewees at Mangaplar. He got Mangaplar right. And I said, well, I thought to myself, what are ewees? And, of course, it was ewes. Oh, God. So they went on. And one of my favourites, I used to always drum into every announcer. All the local people hated, absolutely hated the mispronunciation of local names. Araya Park, Mara, uh, Nerendera, Mangopala, all of those ones, people just hated it. So I used to try and drum into them. Just get the local names right. Pete, over the time that you were covering the news here, what are some news stories that uh, stick in your mind? And, of course, you've had such a long association with news in Wagga, it's probably hard to narrow down. Yeah, look, it, 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 I did a cadetship at the Daily Advertiser in 1979, and then from there I went to 2WG in 1980. Uh, Chris Caldery was the manager at the time. Um, I was there a few days and uh, I'd had a pen, a paper, and a tape recorder. I hadn't even been on air. I hadn't even been on air. He gave me a week to just familiarise myself with things, and it was, I think it was a Friday night. I'm not quite sure, but uh, the Tamora uh, plane crashed at um, Sydney Airport in, uh, I think, February 1980, and 13 local people were killed. So, of course, I was getting all these phone calls. We were the closest radio station to Tamora to give a report, what was happening and all of that. So talk about a baptism of fire. I had, I'd never been on air. And next minute I'm doing all these reports going all over the countryside. The Hume Highway was one as well. I mean, it used to be two lanes all the way from Wagga to Sydney was two lanes. All, and the number of horrific truck smashes that used to occur near Gundigai, places like Snowball Creek and um, Sylvia's Gap. And, and they were horrible. I mean, six people at a time would be killed. Uh, and I remember covering all these crashes, which was just horrific. And that's, of course, that's one of the reasons the highway is like it is today, because so many deaths occurred uh, on the Hume Highway in those days. What are some things that you look back on and that, you've, that you're really proud of as part of your time here? Oh, it's, it, it's hard. We, um, I suppose in those days, again, there was no internet. There was no ABC in Wagga. There was no Win TV in Wagga. So basically, there was... Uh, Prime or RVN as it was even back in those days the Daily Advertiser and 2WG so there's a fair bit of competition amongst the newsrooms but between us but the thing I probably got out of it most was if if there had been a big story that morning and people were talking about it that day there was only one place they heard it and that was on 2WG because there was as I said there was no internet there was nothing we were the first port of call I remember we used to do secret sound competitions in the morning and Telstra had to ring us one time and say, can you change the time because you're jamming up the, all the phone lines around around the Riverina. Again, because there was no competition, so it was pretty much open slather for us. But one lesson I did learn, Lee, and I learned that very early, that just, and it just showed how many people were listening to us. I got a message from the police in the ambulance that had been a motorcycle accident in Wagga and that the poor fellow had lost his life. And, of course, I came on air and said, oh, breaking news, a motorcyclist has just been killed in Wagga. Well, my newsroom phone line ran hot from about 10 people upset, wondering whether it was their son, their daughter, their mm. husband, or wife. So that was a big lesson for me, and uh, I soon learned my lesson over that one. A lot of stuff that's happened on air. Are there any behind-the-scenes memorable moments that you'd like to share? Well, I can remember, uh, and I'll be delicate with this, but Damien Ryan, so we're talking in the 1980, um, and bad language was just not allowed. Of course, you can imagine what it would be like. 
but uh, he'd gone and covered an accident and halfway through his report, he dropped the F word. This wasn't live, thank goodness. And then he did his report again and he said to the on-air announcer, now make sure you play the right one. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. That's fine. Sure enough, he was driving back and he heard himself stun. He was listening back, obviously. And this time it was live. On, it wasn't live, but it was on air. And he heard it coming and he, knew, he heard the stumble and he knew what was coming. And sure enough, the F word was dropped in the middle of the 8 o'clock news in 1980. So you could imagine the fuss that caused. Yeah, yeah. Even even today, you've got to be so even careful. Even today, uh, you, you know, I think at the time, the Logies, uh, one of the American um, guests dropped the, he, he, he dropped the S word. Yeah, and that caused controversy all over Australia. So you can imagine what this did at the time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Peter. It's been an absolute pleasure catching up and hearing some stories about it. What if uh, talk to us about your career since two WG as well? Because you were you're such a part of the Riverina media landscape. Well, it was funny because, um, as I say, I started as a cadet at the Advertiser in 1979. Went to two WG, and believe it or not. Um, I think it was after uh, one of the journos left, um, uh, Michael McCormack applied for the job at 2WG. He applied for the job in the newsroom. Anyway, um, he came up and we did the interview and I said, Michael, yeah, you've got the job. So he went back because he was working at the Daily Advertiser at the time. Anyway, he went back and uh, told uh, the advertiser he was leaving and then Ted Ryder and a few others, Graham Gorrell, said, no, look, you've got a good career here. You're silly to give it up. Stay at the paper. So Michael rang back and was most apologetic and said he was going to stay. I said, look, that's fine. Perfectly understandable. Some years later, he became the editor of the paper. He rang me up and said, would you like to come as my chief of staff stroke deputy editor? And uh, so the worm turned and I went and uh, worked at, I spent 25 years at the Advertiser as, uh, as I said, Chief of Staff and uh, Deputy Editor. And uh, now I'm the group editor of the Wilkie Watson Group, which is based out of Tumut. But we've got six newspapers around the Riverina. We've got Tumut, Tumbarumba, Gundagai, Tamora, Lake Cajelico and Narandra. So uh, I'm really enjoying doing the small papers for all those small communities. It's great. It's great fun. Absolutely. And so important that there's local voices in each of those towns as well. Absolutely. And uh, thank goodness that the local people still appreciate their local papers. Well, Peter, it's been a pleasure catching up. Thank you so much for your time today and uh, look forward to uh, chatting with you uh, in another 90 years about the uh, about the next stage. I don't think I'll be here in 90 <laughs> years' time, but I thoroughly enjoyed today. Thanks for that.